We are two best friends talking about life inside and outside of the gym as women, daughters, sisters, aunties, coaches, and friends. We will tackle topics ranging from the nervous system, divorce, body image, and dating in your 40s. We also like to nerd out on the inner workings of the heart, mind, and body. All content, opinions, and ideas are taken from our 47 years of combined coaching experience and is not medical advice. We don't apologize for being strong or believing we can change the world. We don't take ourselves too seriously around here, and we invite you to do the same. <sighs> well, 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 what have Hello we got there. here? <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Another Dear Life I'm In podcast. <laughs> Funny, and I'm sitting across from you again. <laughs> no, not really. This is kind of great. Um, Hello. Hello. And uh, thanks for listening to the Dear Life I'm In podcast. I am Chantel Dayton. And I am Lou Crenshaw. Yes. And I like we, to call myself the shorter half of this dynamic duo. The little one. The little one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your dad called me the other day. Yes. Yes, he did. Did yes. you leave the little one back there? <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. It was you are funny. much taller than I am. I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I feel like surprises some people when they meet us in person for yeah. the first time they just think that I, I wonder how big they actually think you are yeah but it's kind of funny when, when they're they do see you they're like oh hi Lou <laughs> and then I'm like I wonder what's going on in their head right now and then it does come I out thought you were taller <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were much bigger than what you are uh, yeah nope oh man um yeah, so we are uh, we are business partners. We are best friends, um, and this podcast currently we talk in this about, season of life, we're roommates as well. So yes, we spend yes. a lot of time together. And I try I not to say that say, every time, just because I'm like I, I don't know why. But it's kind of funny. It is. But yes. then I always then say, and we're still friends. Mm -hmm. Yep, which I think is maybe a feat that some may not have uh, overcome. Yeah. <clears throat> so I am one of four siblings mm -hmm. and I am the only girl. Okay. And so I have brothers. And so you have definitely become a sister to me, especially in the last probably five years of our friendship. Yeah. And I do feel like it shifted when we became roommates yeah, I think because it, it really was... Rare. Like even cat fights, even I am talking to some of my clients and they're talking about their relationship with their sister and they're like, man, <laughs> I just want to like rip their head off, <laughs> but then I would die for them in the next breath. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Lou and I are sisters. Yes. You know, yes. it, it really is like such a unique and beautiful relationship. Uh, yeah. uh, a sisterhood is. And I mean, you have a sister, and uh -huh. your sister is incredible. I yes. absolutely love her. Yeah. Um, and she also have two brothers too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you're the oldest. I am the oldest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are the youngest. Well, youngest, and then yeah, and then and a then brother came along. One came along seven mm -hmm. years later. Yeah. Um, the biggest one of all of us. <laughs> yeah. But you definitely still function like uh, the baby of the family. Um. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just you're like the youngest. <laughs> Please tell everyone. <laughs> what, what is that? I'll take a sip of my coffee here as you. Um, no, Are you really kidding. drinking coffee right now? No, I'm not drinking oh. coffee. So I just wanted them the to day. believe that I was. Mm. No, it is definitely water. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, but I do function. See how I dodged um, that one. Anyways, very, moving on. <laughs> I do very much so function um, as not the firstborn, not the middle child, but for sure the baby. Yeah. And I feel like there's just... I am a very typical firstborn. You don't say. <laughs> Are you going to load the dishwasher like that? <laughs> but you could put so many more dishes in the dishwasher. Why would you want to do that? And you could like make it really organized and, you know, save on water and, you know. Oh yes. my gosh. I very much function like the first word. <clears throat> Who's learning to just lighten up a little bit. Go with the flow. Yeah. That's yep. why firstborn's good friends with babies of the family. He just, it's a nice little balance. Yes. <clears throat> Too bad in our business, neither one of us are administrative or organized, but this is very that's okay. true. <laughs> yes. We're organized in other ways. Uh, yeah. 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 I did read something uh, the other day that said um, there's always one person that loads the dishwasher like a Scandinavian architect and the other loads the dishwasher like a raccoon on meth. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm the raccoon on meth. (laughs) You are definitely the raccoon on meth. You're definitely like, the raccoon on that. Throw it in there. Close eyes. If it, if it lands where it lands. Yeah. But what's just so weird, because it's, it's really funny, because I'm not a super organized OCD type person. We just, mm-hmm. in our family, there was a joke, and we called it, it was called the Langford Packing Gene, which is my grandfather's last name. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could just take and they could just pack things away, like pack a car or, you know, pack a score storage unit or something like that. And so I didn't get anybody's sense of direction in my family genetics because I am directionally challenged to no end. It's embarrassing. Um, but I've just accepted it. And I just humbly yeah. know well, I never usually know the direction that I'm going in, I, but I can pack a car, storage unit, dishwasher. Yeah. Yep the gym it's like tetris in here with mm-hmm. all the equipment and you can freaking kill a game of blockus <laughs> yes it's, it's so lame because nobody wants to play with me so i i always want to play with you no you don't you're like yeah, i don't want to do. play blockus it's just really <laughs> Blo- blockus. i or... have beat you you this once is true yeah. and you i blocked that me. out from my memory well you should remember it yeah you can remember it <laughs> <laughs> Remind me that one time you beat me. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, don't um, your grandma and your mom, uh, didn't they both, they have degrees in... Yeah, my ge- grandfather and my grandmother, they both graduated from UCLA with geography degrees. Yeah. And my grandfather was a city city planner and my grandmother was a cartographer. And then my mom got a degree in geography as well. And then my brother and my sister have really great senses of direction. All the grandkids have really great senses of direction. Not me. That is so wild. If, if I feel like we should go right, Mm -hmm. we should definitely go left. (laughs) That, that is my sense of direction. It's awful. And I don't hide it. I'm not embarrassed of it. I... I'm just very humble and you probably don't want to ask me which direction to go. No. No. No, I've I've learned that. Yes. My grandma used to get in the car with me and say, let's go southwest. 
Oh my grandma. I mean, who says I, let's go southwest? Oh my grandma. She's a cartographer. I know. Yeah. That is that is such a yeah. She drew maps. That's what she did. Yeah, southwest. Yep. Really. You're really like, well. okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Siri, no clue. Siri, Siri, which way is southwest? <laughs> or looking at your car, the little compass in the uh, yeah. car. And you just keep, keep turning, turning until, until it says goes, SW. You're like, oh yeah. Okay. I got you, Grandma. Oh boy. Oh, that is her. funny. Yeah, I bet you. Anyways, do. yes. Um, what are we? What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about a lot of different things today, but we're going to talk about the flow effect, which is something Ooh. that we have developed over many. I mean, gosh, it hasn't really been many years, but middle of COVID. Yeah, like kind of right in the right in the smack. <laughs> Online middle, dating huh? in COVID. We started a podcast during COVID, uh-huh. and we started developing the flow effect during COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to start um, with just acknowledging that you and I both have an athletic background, right? Yes. And so. In my experience, what sort of background do you have? I'm sorry. In my experience, um, I have a martial arts background, and so I, uh, growing up, I practiced martial arts, but I was also super active. I'd mentioned that I had brothers, so I was always out and about playing football and um, and going fishing and riding bikes all over and skateboarding and rollerblading, and so I was always active. Mm. So when I was 12 years old. I started my period. Mm. And so at that point in time, I feel like a lot of things changed. <laughs> Everybody's like, where's this podcast going? Yeah. <laughs> so the when I started my period when I was 12, there was definitely like an insecurity that kind of snuck in. But playing sports and being on your period sucked. <laughs> like I remember as a young girl just not wanting to wear white pants, gi pants, karate pants, because you were afraid that you were gonna bleed through. And so I would just not go to karate when I was on my period, or I would not work out when I was on my period. Um, And I also just didn't feel great, Mm. right? So I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel like I wanted to move the week before. And nobody really talked about it, you know, growing up. Um, My mom didn't talk about her period very often. And my friends, they definitely, like once they started, nobody knew like when anybody started because it wasn't yeah. anything that we talked about. Um, and it was also something that I kind of wanted to even like get rid of yeah. or I found it so inconvenient um, and never thought of it as something that was, I knew everybody had one, but there was still like so much shame. Everybody or women? Women, women. is what I meant. <laughs> yes, yeah, good point, yes. Um, so I knew that women had one but when, like, how come nobody talks about it, you know? And so there were always these questions that I had, but then also there was nothing that I just thought that it was just a week where I couldn't work out and I couldn't do anything, right? So I don't know what your experience was when you were younger and when you started, or when you started your period being active, what that felt like for you. But for me, I felt like I couldn't talk about it and I couldn't work out when I was on my period. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I started my period when I was 15, I think, maybe 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I don't really, I mean, I remember the day that I started my period, but after that, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was, it was not, it was not a thing that we talked about or, Mm -hmm. you know, that you, 
it was just an inconvenient time where a couple days before you got a little cray and then the thing happened and then you just went on with the rest of the month until it happened again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you so kinda... it was pretty much not, there wasn't conversations around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of gave yourself uh, permission to overeat or to eat things that weren't, at least I did, you know, like beforehand I was always like, oh, like I hear this is what you do because this is where, you know, I'm a PMS, so I have cramps and yeah. I don't feel good. And so I'm going to eat chocolate or eat ice yeah. cream or kind of salt. I really had a lot of symptoms other than probably than just being very bratty. Yeah. But I think I was probably already a little bratty. <laughs> Yeah, so my I mother had, might agree that I was bratty before I started my period. Yeah, I mean, what teenage I was girl feisty. isn't? I mean, come on. I was just a little. Yeah, feisty. I'm sure you had some fire for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but I had I had horrible periods. I had absolutely horrible periods when I was younger, and so, um, like just really bad cramps, and where I didn't want to go to school, mm. and so, and I bled for seven days, and this was very much so like from the beginning. But then, as a teenager, as I moved into my twenties, still kind of the same, the same kind of thing, you know. And I think what's important is we're talking about what it was like being an athlete when we were younger and starting your period, and then as you go through life, still saying or you know labeling it as an inconvenience when you want to do physical things or it's summertime or your performance just isn't going to be mm-hmm. what it was mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you excuse yourself from the gym for a week or because you are comparing you know the last week to this week and the week before that and the week before that but when we first, I mean, even during COVID, when, you know, I was saying just a little bit ago, we're going to talk about the flow effect. And so what is the flow effect mm-hmm. and what does this have to do with, you know, fitness and this podcast? And um, it plays a really big role in what we do here at Drop Gym. And it really is, it's its a way of working out and addressing um, what's happening in a woman's body as she is even, and we're not even just talking about women who are who are still menstruating. We're talking about women who are perimenopausal, menopausal, and postmenopausal, yeah. right? So all the different stages of a woman's life and even just looking at um, what does that look like and how do we optimize it? You know, how do we acknowledge where we're at, how do we give ourselves grace where we're at, but also how do we challenge ourselves in a healthy way where we're at in whatever phase of life we're in, but then also whatever phase of our cycle that we're in. And so um, I would love it if you shared the story about uh, like insert Kate Trost. Yeah. And what, um, because here at Drop Gym, we just kind of functioned and in all women's gym, mm-hmm. it was safe to feel, to express. We did really hard things. And then COVID happened. And then we, our gym was shut down and we started running classes online via Zoom um, where we had all of our ladies. We checked out all the equipment in the gym. They yeah. went home. They joined us in the morning or in the evening. We yeah. did the group we class. We had just rebranded our gym the mm-hmm. day that it closed down we had changed the name we had announced that we were sort of changing the name and the structure of our gym Mm -hmm. and then boom shut down Mm -hmm. unsure of 
would we ever open again? Yeah. I mean, there was so many uncertainties, Mm -hmm. right? And, but let me go back because in 2004, I started a personal training facility. So when I was 24, I started a gym. You can do the math. I'm 42. (laughs) Um, So I started a gym, started a personal training facility when I was 24. I started personal training when I was 22. And I started doing CrossFit, coaching CrossFit, became a CrossFit affiliate in 2006. And so running group classes. And I remember somewhere around in there, maybe it was was probably 2007, 2008. I remember coming across a video of a guy and he was talking about the female menstrual cycle in fitness. And I knew, I, I was listening to him and I remember knowing that this was so important but at the time i had no clue how to how would i implement this in a group setting where there were men and women Mm -hmm. right like how would i do that which is one of the beautiful things that we've done with the flow effect is that the idea and the principles could be implemented in a gym filled with men and women Mm -hmm. you know a crossfit gym a regular group fitness class uh or anything like that, or an all women's gym. But I remember knowing that it was important, but feeling so overwhelmed by, but how would you do that in a group setting without stopping the class and being like, okay, all you ladies that are on your period right now, please raise your hand. Like nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Or who's in follicular? Who's in luteal? Who's ovulating? Right? Or who the hell knows what follicular ovulation it's true luteal is i know when i'm bleeding and when i'm not bleeding yeah those were the two those were the two up until like a few years ago yeah bleeding not bleeding yes those were the two parts good call that's it yes you know (laughs) took a while to remember it yeah Yeah. so it was during covid and one of um one of our one of our girls that was coming into the gym she had done camp 17 in one of our first tribes actually she was in tribe two when she was 17 years old and she was talking about the menstrual cycle she told us about this book called the woman code and um i just asked her i said would you want to do a workshop just an online zoom call about about this and she was so excited to do it and so you know we're all locked down at home and I think you're in the kitchen watching on the Zoom call mm-hmm. and I'm in the living room on this couch watching the Zoom call. And Caitlin starts talking and I legit black out. I have no recollection of what she even talked about because it was all of a sudden, I mean, she talked about enough things for me to start, the wheels start turning in my head mm-hmm. and we got off the call and I said, Chantel, I feel like I figured out how we could implement these ideas in the gym in a way that wouldn't be like, raise your hand if you're doing it, raise your hand if you're this. But what if we created some principles around this and we could run our classes in a way where women, no matter where they are in their menstrual cycle, they in the group could be in class but train 
and work out with their bodies, Mm -hmm. participate with their bodies where they are hormonally, Mm -hmm. whether they're bleeding, whether they're in follicular, whether they're ovulating or whether they're in luteal. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know how, but what Caitlin was saying that she had said something and then I just blacked out and I wrote down all these ideas and then you and I just got together and we really started developing principles Mm -hmm. and so I remember the first day you came into the gym and you were like I have an idea of here's how we can because we needed to test our ideas Mm -hmm. because there's there's things online for individuals of how do you train as an individual, mm-hmm. but there's not a there's not a there's not a blueprint or anything of how you do this for a group class, mm-hmm. how you how you do this for a group class and keep community together. Mm-hmm. Because for me, you know, you're reading you're reading this book and it's saying, okay, well, for these two weeks of your cycle, go do yoga or Pilates and walk, and then for this part. You know, you can do your hit classes and you can lift heavy weights. And so I'm looking at this going, okay, so that means I need four different gym memberships Mm -hmm. to get all these things in. But I'm also a gym owner who's created a community and our ladies don't want to leave for two weeks Mm -hmm. to go do yoga Mm -hmm. and then come back for the two weeks that they want to lift weights or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it was, how do we how do we keep that community together? And so I remember when you, you came into the gym and, and you said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that too. Cause I remember thinking, okay, so one of the most, I mean, I think one of the coolest things that we do is we take into consideration, like to consideration is to like what's actually happening inside the body when we move Mm -hmm. and we can use movement to influence our nervous system Mm -hmm. right and so we are already doing things differently than other gyms are just swimming upstream exactly and so with that we were already taking movement and we were using it to influence the nervous system. And mm-hmm. so in turn, things were changing already mm-hmm. in people's we bodies. Are, we were implementing breath on a different level mm-hmm. and then implementing another level of connection with muscle as well. So yes. yeah, we were. Yes. And so which I think made this possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so with, with the nervous system, knowing that we can use movement to influence both sides of the nervous system, we can use the breath to influence both sides of the nervous system. And so in knowing that we were already doing that and now taking the awareness of even how a woman's body evolves over time, but then also looking at what it looks like through her cycle, where she's at hormonally, and then what do those hormones need? And then not only that, but how can we express and use, right, those chemicals that are like moving around in our body? Like how can we, how can we optimize that? Mm-hmm. And in turn, not only that, but we can look at like, okay, in this part of our cycle, it's better for us to do heavier weights and to be more expressive and us to exhale and us to maybe get a little bit rowdy and here we want to stay a little bit more under tension at a pace at an intensity that we can manage with our breath right because our body we want our body to respond favorably Mm -hmm. and so and not just favorably in a way that looks like you know you're losing fat and gaining muscle but also in because let's be honest we lose fat 
in our diet. We don't have fat loss workouts. We work out to build muscle, yes. to be strong and to be fit. Yes. And the fat loss comes when we create proper nutrition. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This ad sponsored by. Yes. <laughs> and that's the other way that we can influence the nervous system too, right? Is through food. Yeah. And so we look at like, okay, if we take women who are doing workouts at high intensity and they're losing their periods, that is not okay. That's not health. It's not health. It's not okay. Like that is... It's not healthy. No, it's not okay. <laughs> I feel like we're making a remix. <laughs> um, it's one of the most important vital signs that you have along with heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, all the other, all yeah, of your vital, the other all of your vital signs. <laughs> yes. just of, they just went out of my brain. Out. But your menstrual cycle is one of those. Is one of the vital signs. Vital and signs. so if it's inconsistent, if it's missing, if it is, um, it could obviously mean that there's something going on in, you know, in other stages of your life. But if you are a, a, you know, from the time that you start your period to around like 35 or 40 and things are pretty consistent, you you look to that to know that like if the if it's inconsistent, your body is overly stressed. And so whether that be through nutrition or whether that be through working out, but so often what we do is we will work out to the point where it's so stressful and so much and we will under eat where then our period disappears. Mm -hmm. And it's, it like, so what we did was we said, okay, if we can influence all these things and we can work out hard still and not overstress the system, but stress it in a way that we still get the benefit of working out, then how do we do that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I do, I remember us when we opened the gym back up, I was like, I'm going to split, I'm going to give choices for the girls. And so we started with two choices. Two choices, mm -hmm. put both workouts on the board. And didn't tell them what we were doing. Nope, and said, okay, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do, and then I wrote their names on the side of the board, and um, they picked the workout, and I said, I just want you to pick what feels, what or looks what like, sounds good. Yeah, sounds yeah. good, looks like it'll feel good for you like right now today. And they were like, okay. So we had ladies know right away, immediately, Yes, I want A, other ones, yes, I want B. And then there were a few that were like, mm, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. And so I noted that on the side. And then afterwards, I'd asked him, where are you at in, without saying like, this is why we did this. Yeah. Where are you at in your cycle? And some were like, okay, I'm perimenopausal. I'm on birth control. I, so I don't know where I'm at. You know, I haven't had a period in three months or whatever it is. And other ladies who were uh, in menopause, and then the ladies who were like, I'm, I just, I'm on my period or um, I just finished, you know, three days ago. Cause they still didn't know language here in the gym wasn't follicular, ovulation, luteal, you know, that wasn't anything that we talked about. And so I then wrote down just like, just little letters next to, you know, follicular ish, ovulation ish, they're on their period. And then the next day, next couple classes. And then we did the same thing over and over again. And then come to find out we had split these workouts and we said, okay, so this is more of a follicular based workout, follicular ovulation workout. This is more luteal. And so, but then the way it came out was almost exactly how we thought it was going to. I mean, there was 
things that were off. Yeah. There was patterns that. Yes. 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 And how we thought it was going to be was, okay, the ladies that were in follicular and ovulation, they're going to choose A. Mm -hmm. You know, it's higher intensity. It's, you know, or the other gals who were in luteal closer to their period, they chose what we thought would would feel good with where you're at hormonally, what sounds good. Yeah. And it wasn't like, okay, now we're done. We're finished. We like created this thing. There was still, and it still is, you know, we're still modifying things and changing things. Okay, wait, wait, let's, let's just stop for a second because <laughs> we did the two for a little while. Uh huh. And then, and then we were, because the goal was to create intention around this, not just, you know, do this and do this. It was intentionally a okay here's here's how this workout should feel here's mm-hmm. what your here's the intention behind this workout mm-hmm. and here's the intention behind this workout mm-hmm. right and then and then it was and again we there's nowhere there's nowhere to look as to how to do this in a group setting mm-hmm. we have we have knowledge of different phases but then how do you build this for groups mm-hmm. um, and so then we were we were like okay well let's try three or four different we had four yeah we had four four different so then we were programming four different workouts and we had a lot of yes which (laughs) a lot of principles that we had laid out we didn't really have any principles so we were just there was just different workouts Mm -hmm. and since then we've created some pretty solid uh you know parameters to make programming a lot easier because there's some coaches out there going i'm not going to program four workouts in a day Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah it was totally ridiculous Mm -hmm. but we were trying something Mm -hmm. right i mean we were putting in the legwork we were trying things we were seeing what would work Mm -hmm. and then noticing that things didn't work or that okay this is this is great but then we don't have, then it doesn't feel like community, mm-hmm. right? With four, it just felt a little discombobulated in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely got, uh, it got too spread out. And then it also just got, they they then had to be not necessarily too in tune with themselves, but it wasn't like here, here, or here. It and was I like, think it was well, like maybe A, B, C, D. It mm-hmm. wasn't, there wasn't language. No. No, there wasn't to even describe like what yeah. it was. And so it was a little confusing, but yet not. It was a lot confusing. You know, it, I mean, we kind of knew what we wanted to do, but we, our girls were patient with us as yes. we were growing. And and we told them along the way. Yeah. We hey, were like, we're hey. trying something. Mm-hmm. We think we're on to something. Mm-hmm. We, we don't really know where to look. There's nowhere to look. We're just kind of doing this thing. Yeah. So where it's like, well, us. why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's when it really came down to, well, why, why are we even, why are we even doing this? We're yeah. doing this because we want to optimize where women are at. If we can take them, if we can stress their bodies in a way that can produce greater strength, greater cardiovascular capacity, um, but better then sleep, better sleep, better digestion, better sex, Better, better menstrual cycles. Yes, all the things that are like girls that were just very inconsistent with things hormonally across the board. Is there a way that we can help them, you know, spend, if that's what you want to say, like the estrogen during certain times, spend this, right? And have like an expression. Is there ways that we can do this where it doesn't feel not weird, but overly complicated. And so we knew that there was a way. And so we just needed to stick with it 
and we eventually ended up with three choices, mm-hmm. right? Where they have three choices now. They are all, they're very similar, all the same movement. So it's not what you do, it's how you do it, yeah. right? So it wasn't having to have all, it wasn't having to have half of the room do Pilates while the other half does, you know, strength training. And then yeah. the middle half does martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no. That would be so stressful. It would be so stressful. And we even had new coaches at the time mm-hmm. when we were developing this and bringing them into it. And they were able to just move into it because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't really, really complicated because it wasn't necess- it's not really a, a step by step thing, but it's creating intention. So the language, which I think probably was the hardest thing for us, how many times we would change what A, B and C were called mm-hmm. because because language matters and because mm-hmm. the word mattered. So when we said it like, oh, that's what I know I'm I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. So we have this language where, okay, the girls that are doing performance, they know that that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? The girls, the ladies that are doing completion, they know that the intention of completion. And mm-hmm. then we have recovery, which is exactly what it sounds like, but the intentions are all based around movement, around breath, mm-hmm. around how you're doing what you're doing instead of just I'm mindlessly doing things. Mm-hmm. And so, but what's also really helpful is that all of these, all of these different performance completion and recovery can be choices for women who are perimenopausal, who are mm-hmm. in menopause and who mm-hmm. are postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. And there can still be, which is why we believe that this could be implemented in every gym because not every man wants to do performance every single day. Mm-hmm. Not every day do you want to come in as a man and lift heavy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. There's There's gotta be that men have their own cycle mm-hmm. and what that looks like is very different from ours, but there's there's a freedom in the choices, which I think was a, I don't know, if, I don't know about it for, I don't know about this for you, but were you, did you have hesitation in offering multiple choices throughout the workout? Because I think some people may be listening to this saying, well, you can't give people choices. You just need to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you're going to have this and this and this, like people are going to pick the easy way out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so unique about our space too, is as a coach, I did feel that way because people are coming to us and this is really just how we roll here anyway, mm-hmm. is that we help people like take responsibility for their lives, you know, and instead of coming to the gym and being made to do the workout Mm -hmm. and made to do this, like we give you a choice, right? It's like choosing the language that people use even when they choose to be on a diet where it's like, I can't have that. I can't, no, you're choosing not Mm -hmm. to have it, you know? And so when you come here and we ask you to do something hard and as your coach, you know, we're helping you, right? But we've, we've always believed in like, we don't want people to be dependent on us. Mm-hmm. We don't want people to come in and just completely check out. We want to teach people, teach women how to make the hard decision and then they own the hard decision, yeah. right? And then not only that, they chose to do the hard thing, they made it through the hard thing. And so then they become their own hero, right? We don't become the hero in their story. We don't become the ones that are like, no doubt we're here to help them. but 
they get to choose. And that was one of the cool things that we both got to experience yeah. early on. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were early like, on, I it was like, to do yes, that. early on. I think that was for me when I knew we were on to something was women would leave and m- the statement of I'm just so glad I chose that. Mm hmm was so cool because we were opening this space of choice obviously offering constraints and boundaries in it wasn't just like well do whatever you want you know (laughs) (laughs) which some of our ladies like to be like well I just I want to do this and this and this and and you have to let them know that's not that's not actually what we're doing today. Yeah. You know? And no doubt there's some ladies who choose the same thing over and over. Yeah. And then we're like, and you kind of just okay. give them the side eye a little bit like, mm, like, sister, okay, when was the last you time? chose recovery like our day. Uh, yeah. So you What's pick something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Knowing, oh, you probably do need a little bit of intensity in this way or you do need to win in this way mm-hmm. or, you know, but but I think for me, that was when I really knew, oh, my gosh, we're really on to something because when we when we have freedom we can make choices and we then become responsible to our choices Mm -hmm. but freedom also means that oh my gosh you're giving me this freedom you trust me Mm -hmm. and so them being able to choose gave them the power over what they were doing Mm -hmm. and they were choosing it and then they were taking responsibility for it Mm -hmm. we gave them the boundaries but then they slowly began to trust themselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But something else that we found that was so interesting was that a lot of women who were on birth control, which as women, our hormones, they fluctuate, right? Mm -hmm. They change 25% throughout the month. Like that's a big Mm -hmm. change. We do this, Mm -hmm. right? Masculine men, male, male hormones, testosterone rises in the morning and then it tapers off throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But ours does this our hormones are never really the same day to day on a on like a 30 day yeah like a a a, a monthly clock yeah versus and they're not supposed to yeah versus a a man's which is a 24 hour Mm -hmm. right so they are the day and then they restart that same cycle the rise and the drop and then as women it's throughout the entire month yeah so we can go like there's not what is there only like two days where our brain chemistry is the same throughout the month Uh, it it always it's very different Mm -hmm. but we don't love that we do this so then we just want to make it do this yeah right we want the flat line so yeah just be a little bit more consistent so we don't feel crazy or whatever but we might just need some more balance in our life we might have a dysregulated nervous system Mm -hmm. not an issue in our menstrual cycle but if you have a dysregulated nervous system you're probably going to have some issues with your menstrual cycle or if you've got some issues with your menstrual cycle you may have some nervous system issues Mm -hmm. but um the there was a lot of women who, who on birth control which can sometimes feel um, and hormonally can just sort of uh, just suppress some things can can sometimes feel like a low grade antidepressant where mm-hmm. a lot of women are just they just don't feel like themselves. Mm-hmm. And so then when there were choices that came up, what we noticed was that women that were on birth control really had a hard time knowing what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's more research coming out that you should not pick a mate while you're on birth control Mm -hmm. because you may not be making the best choice for what it is that Mm -hmm. you really want and what you really need because Mm of the ways that your hormone that your hormones that your hormones (laughs) that your hormones that your hormones are you know being uh manipulated or suppressed yeah yeah and so the 
the for some ladies trying to choose mm -hmm. and then even as we were giving choices like this realizing oh my gosh there's some women these women that are on birth control they're really struggling to find intensity mm -hmm. which feels really you you almost feel bad because we need the intensity like we need the release but then we're also women who are on birth control aren't getting a real release of the lining of their uterus either mm -hmm. so they're not getting a true bleed and a true release which is part of what menstruation is is, is an mm -hmm. opportunity to flush out and then to rebuild mm -hmm. and so we notice these these things and then some girls were like i've been wanting to get off birth control for a while or i've and been mind you these a lot of these women aren't on birth control because they're not trying to get pregnant. Yes. They're not sexually active. They are, and it's not, they're not on birth control just in case. Having babies. Exactly. Or it, these women are on birth control for treatment mm -hmm. of certain things, yeah. of uh, mood disorder. Or, just, or an irregular period exactly. rather than getting to the root of it. Mm -hmm. Just putting you on birth control to make it just stop yeah and there's there's like horrific stories of women just being put on it just so that they um they they are younger and they are uh they have acne okay so then all right well that's i got put on birth control me too me yeah. too and or i just was moody mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's it's not okay to be moody <laughs> you know but our hormones do this do that and that's actually how we were designed so it's saying yes. okay the design was wrong we need to flatline you and and then you really do you it's it, talking to someone who is on birth control and then when they get off of it they feel different yeah. they feel different not because they're out of control but it's they feel different because they they feel more you yeah. know they feel more they're more expressive and it's it's quite incredible but i you know i i can you can look at it and say like okay well you know, birth control is important if you don't want to get pregnant and you don't want, I mean, there's obviously lots of different types of birth totally. control. And, you know, so I know that there is, there's a time and a place. Yes, yeah. there is definitely a time and a place. And so, but acknowledging what it actually does to your body, to your system, to your personality, to your hormones is really important. Mm -hmm. And they don't often tell parents who put their kids on birth control what's actually happening they don't tell the person that they're putting on birth control hormonal birth control like what is actually happening yeah. and i think it's really important to know to take all the things into consideration and then make the choice if you still want to make the choice that's great yeah but a lot of the time these people are they are participating in this because they feel like it's their only option it's medical advice mm -hmm. you know or there's just not really another choice that's given exactly yeah yeah but then the beautiful thing is is that you you know you decide okay i want to get off birth control i want to um regulate my period but there's a lot of girls and women who have come into the gym on birth control because they had horrible periods mm -hmm. or they had very irregular periods and then watching them follow the flow effect train with us on a regular basis and make choices for where they're at or paying attention to their body and what they need and then all of a sudden oh my gosh i have a regular period i haven't had a regular period since i was 12 years old mm -hmm. which is so cool it takes some time to regulate mm -hmm. but when we begin to understand all the phases of the menstrual cycle and what's happening there and we learn to partner with that 
right? It's a freaking superpower. It's amazing. It's a superpower when we really, when we started looking at like, okay, you've already said, uh, mentioned the names of the different choices that we give our ladies when they come in. And I think what, what is really cool to like when you said performance, like when you think or even hear the word performance, you think tested, measured, you know, uh, like there's uncertainty. And so at points in your cycle that sounds very exciting Mm -hmm. and it sounds like a challenge Mm -hmm. and you are you might fail but you know what that excites you and so you or you just want to see what can I do what have I got I want to see how fast I can go I want to see how many reps I can do I want to see if I can pick up that bag because I've never picked it up before Mm -hmm. I want to carry it as far as I can you know so there's lots of uncertainty and so there's lots of challenge and Mm -hmm. so you're more okay with failing and you just want to see what you've got right and so so that's exciting and at certain points in a woman's cycle that is so exciting for her but at other times that is not exciting (laughs) at all awful it sounds horrible it sounds like if I fail today I fail at life I might break (laughs) if I fail today I'm the worst mother wife daughter I don't even know what I'm doing in the Mm -hmm. world I have no purpose right it sounds so dramatic but but it's really it really is sometimes Sometimes it's like yeah it's where we're at and so and then there's the other choice you know completion completion is this is what you have to do today. You do this many of this. You do this many of this. You do this, this, and this. We and eliminate surprises. Exactly. We're not wondering, could I do this? We're mm-hmm. choosing things that we know that we can complete a task. The box feels checked mm-hmm. and we did it. Mm-hmm. And we are, and it's creating a win, Right. It's saying like, okay, in performance, I can fail and still feel like I won because I found my capacity today. But in completion, when the ladies are more when they are closer to their period and they're in that luteal phase of their cycle and it is I want to know like you're you're more like that mama bear you're a little bit more aggressive little you don't want to you don't want to run, you know, a 5k you so looking at like heavier weights and things that you know that you can do right and and then there's the recovery phase where things are movement is more cyclical these are i didn't sleep well the night before i didn't sleep at all the night or before. i'm on my period i'm on my period I mean, or, recovery was created for being on your period mm-hmm. that was the goal of it and knowing like i said had we not been working with breath and the nervous system and intention for you know, the last a lot of years, mm-hmm. this would have been really hard. But now our ladies know, yeah. okay, we're focusing on more of these muscles in this way, mm-hmm. right? It's not what we're doing, it's how we're doing it. Because mm-hmm. I could take all of these movements and do the exact same thing for performance or completion. Mm-hmm. And But then in recovery, I am I am nasal breathing. We're allowing the ladies to move throughout the workout as long as they want Mm -hmm. and and even in even in saying do as many as you want you can watch women who've never heard that before in a gym they're like wait what 
Wait, no, just tell me what to do. As many as I want. I don't want to do any. Yeah. (laughs) I want to go home and sit on the couch. Or I want you to tell me how many I do so I make sure I do the right amount. I want you to make me do this right now. (laughs) But the cool thing has been. I'm your subject. (laughs) Yeah. But the cool thing has been is that. The ladies don't do that. No, they don't. They take advantage of recovery. They use recovery as a recovery day. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you a good opportunity to make a deeper connection with your clients and with the ladies in class or yeah. anybody in class, right? So it's the things that they they choose, like the women who choose performance, they are ready to rock and roll. And yeah. so you, you're behind them lighting a fire. Mm-hmm. And so they are like, they're moving faster and you're encouraging them like, come on, like you only have this much time left. Yeah. And, so it's challenging. With the other, it's like, okay, in completion, it's like, all right, like, you know tie a little bit longer under tension yeah or they're like what weight should I use and then you're like let me help you Mm -hmm. because you're not quite you don't really know you don't want to make too many decisions but you also might need a little bit of help yeah and so there's there's the the place of just being able to help them a little bit more Mm -hmm. most definitely yeah and I think what happens when people try to this uh, it's kind of like a hot topic right now um, of like, do women need to work out differently than mm-hmm. men? Yeah. And it's a, when you look at this, we're not saying that a woman that is in, who's on her period can't do performance mm-hmm. or that she can't do completion Absolutely. or a woman who's doing completion or who would, uh, who would quote fit like, and why completion we feel like is, is the most fitting at this point in your cycle. Like women who are in luteal can do performance. Women who are in follicular can do recovery. They can do completion. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you wanna do and you can. It's not a matter of like want to, but you actually can. It's just those principles of how stressed out is your body right now, Mm -hmm. hormonally, are you late luteal right before you start your period? Your body is working really hard right now. It's very stressed out. Did you eat enough today, mm-hmm. right? So the increase in calories that's needed during that point in time in your cycle. And so if you don't, if you didn't eat very much and your body is working hard, right? And then you start your period, like your body's exhausted. It's done a lot in yeah. that uh, that that amount of time. Are you even aware of how much it's doing on the inside? Yeah, Most of us, don't and so we're still just as hard on it even though it might be stressed a little bit more but don't you remember those days where one day you're feeling like an absolute champion Mm -hmm. you could run a marathon and do a thousand burpees and then you turn around the next day and you have zero motivation Mm -hmm. and you're wondering what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. or you're following went from ovulation yeah yeah it's day (laughs) one of luteal duh (laughs) yeah and then you're like can you please stop chewing so loud totally and put some deodorant on yeah because you stink stink. somebody stink (laughs) yeah and can you stop talking so loud thank you yeah right (laughs) everything is just annoying yeah your your hormones are a little high your stress hormones are a little higher you're in a mama bear mode your body is thinking there could be a baby and Mm -hmm. so it's protecting it at all costs by Mm -hmm. heightening your nervous system and your you know your all of your senses so that you're better prepared and Mm -hmm. people can be a little bit annoying then yeah but knowing that sometimes we we have to be we have to be uh compassionate enough and i don't mean by compassionate um as in letting yourself out of 
doing the hard things. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. which I think can be a really big misconception about this is mm-hmm. that, oh, well, you're just not going to do hard things at this time of the month. And sometimes we have to remind the ladies, that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. None of these are easier because you'll find some ladies when they're new to the gym, they'll just pick the one they think is the hardest. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually the point. Mm -hmm. They could all be really hard in different ways. Yeah. But when we are, when we are uh, trying, I just, my train of thought just like literally (laughs) left my brain as to where I'm going. It's seriously, (laughs) bring it back. Uh, if I could tell you where you were going, yeah, if you could tell me that would be amazing. Would. Right? Oh, yep. no. so you're so you're in a you're doing a squat program, right? You're a power lifter, or you're doing Olympic lifting, or you're running a marathon, and you you have this training program that's built around percentages or mileage or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you your ninety five percent one rep max falls in luteal, and you don't hit it. one rep max. That's not what that is. But you're working 95% or you're supposed to hit a one rep max. It's heavy. Yeah, it's really heavy. Maybe on that day, that's just not going to be the case. That doesn't mean that you suck Mm -hmm. or that you've gotten unfit or that you're less strong. Hormonally, there's just different things happening there and you may not be apt to lift that then Mm -hmm. or trying to do a one rep max while you're on your period or right before you start your period so giving yourself grace yeah for that we start doing really weird stuff too like during that like when things like that happen um I feel like then we go through it's not even like a phase but we start feeling like um if we go on vacation for two weeks and we don't work out and then we come back and <laughs> we've lost all of our fitness, we've lost all of our fitness where it's like, no, you haven't. It's, or the time where like, I remember, I remember some of the coolest moments. Like I remember my, a PR in my, my deadlift and you and I were actually at a competition in Portland. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure I was ovulating yeah. because I just felt like superwoman. Like I could run through a door <laughs> and then, because you and I work out together and I remember when we were doing CrossFit together and you would always lift more than me, mm-hmm. always. And so anytime that we would be lifting together, I would always kind of like measure where I was going to be by where you were. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you're not afraid of the pain cave no matter mm-hmm. where you're at. And so I remember thinking like, okay, here's this this bar. I'm gonna deadlift 285 pounds. And then you went up and you attempted, I think you attempted it. I didn't think I got that thing off the ground. I don't think you got it off the ground either. And I was like, oh, homegirl's doing this. Yeah. I am doing this today. Yeah. Like I remember. And you did it so easily. So easily. And then I remember when I was done, I was like, can I put some more weight on? (laughs) Yeah. I was shocked. But it was that Mm -hmm. where the next, you know, if I would have done that like the next week, that probably wouldn't have happened, you know, but in that, when those moments, we need to take those moments and say like, all right, like I did an amazing job, but not, not compare all Mm -hmm. of the other moments to that one. And it was horrible. Like the timing, it's not like the stars align and all that stuff, but it really is like 
Your hormones do. Your hormones are fine. <laughs> yes. Like my hormones right now are fueling me. Mm-hmm. And if my mental like capacity, not even capacity, but my strength and my will are all matching, man, I am, I'm going to yeah. do that. But yeah. when we start to understand how they work, it's really cool because then we can really start to hold ourselves a little bit more accountable Yeah. where it's not a day where we're flipping a coin and being like, is this the day I'm going to do this? Or is this the day where I'm not going to do this? Yeah. It's okay. I'm ovulating right now. Like my body is prepared to rip this thing off of the ground. Yeah. And so am I going to partner with that ability or am I going to sit on my hands? Yeah. Right. No, I'm going to partner with it. Or yeah. so I think that that is, it's just, Day in and day out, when women come into the gym, they get such a, uh, they get to look at themselves like, where am I at? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And I think that's the most beautiful thing of, of this entire, of, of the flow effect is that you get to take what's happening in your body and you get to acknowledge it and then you get to partner with it and then see what you're capable of. Yeah. And I think that that is yeah so cool and i i uh, it was i I remember too one of the most challenging parts it was for me in when we were developing all of this was watching as we were fumbling through this and feeling the disconjointedness of community Mm -hmm. when we started doing this yes and how do we we wrestled for a really long time of how do we how do we keep everybody together as a group instead of, because you may have one lady that's on her period and then everybody else is in luteal, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because now we start to, you know, I was talking to the guy on push press yesterday and I was kind of telling him what we do and he goes, okay, so, but girls like all of a sudden kind of sync up when they hang out a lot. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And so sometimes we have a class where everybody chooses mm-hmm. performance, mm-hmm. you know, but there was, there was this, there were these growing pains cause it's been what it's been like three years of us doing this Mm -hmm. like really big growing pains of how to keep the cohesion of community Mm -hmm. with the individual in the individual individuality of every woman (laughs) and where they are that was really hard (laughs) um where they are and honoring that yeah right and knowing okay so some of you guys are not going to want to do a buddy workout today because you don't want anybody to talk to you Mm -hmm. but you wanted to get out of your house so you came to the gym Mm -hmm. but today it's only a buddy workout Mm -hmm. well no it'll be a buddy workout for performance because Mm -hmm. they're stoked about being with other people they're like on it yeah whereas some girls in completion and recovery are like get me away from people no let me go by myself and wander around outside with a sandbag until you come back and want to go home yeah yeah but it's just been this beautiful journey of learning how to do this Mm -hmm. and I think for us now we're really in this space of how do we get this all on paper Mm -hmm. to teach coaches how to do this Mm -hmm. and to put our brains and our experimenting into a into a space and into a a package mm-hmm. that is multipliable. Yes. Right? That is that is helpful that doesn't feel like it makes things harder, but it actually can simplify things but then also not make it weird inside of the gym. And mm-hmm. and so this is definitely something we've been wrestling through for a long time and mm-hmm. and really wanted to share it. Mhm. And it's it's part of I feel like why even like the flow effect could be like what we had said in the beginning. It is there are principles 
you know, and there's an understanding as to why these things are important. Mm -hmm. And then these principles, the beauty of principles is they can be applied in any situation, right? So you and I can go into a CrossFit gym and knowing what we know with performance completion and recovery, like we can look at things and say, okay, this workout that looks like, you know, the filthy 50, what am I going to do in Mm -hmm. here? Right? Mm -hmm. Like even cyclical movement, like you can, you can change or not even change. You can look at any, any workout and very easily modify it and easily look, apply these principles to the movements and to the workouts. And that's kind of the beauty. It does seem overwhelming where you're like three different workouts, but they're all so similar. The intentions are just different. They are. Yeah. 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 So you can, you can sort of get more uh, ideas of what we do by going to our drop gym effect Instagram. We post Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff um, there on that. Hopefully soon we'll have a course out that we can do maybe some seminars. Yes. And uh, and for male and female coaches. Yeah. 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 Because this is important for women, but this is also important for people who are coaching women Mm -hmm. to understand this. Yeah. Um, And it's really helpful, but also understanding it in a way that we don't have to make this weird and we don't have to make it a big you know, fiasco of like, okay, who's bleeding? Who feels great? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a, that was a really fun conversation. Yeah. It yeah. was a great convo. Yeah. Do you yeah. have anything you want to add? No, not no? really. No, I okay. thought that was wonderful. Yeah. You want to tell them where to find us? Yes. Yeah. Like Lou had mentioned, you can, uh, you can find us or any, a lot of the, uh, even just like workouts. If you want like, okay, I want an idea of what these workouts look like. You can find us on uh, drop gym effect yeah. on Instagram. And then our local community is uh, drop gym Medford. And then Lou and I both, Lou has an Instagram, uh, Lou Crenshaw. Lou Crenshaw. Yeah. L U C R E N S H A L E W. Liu. Liu. Fuddruckers. It happened at Fuddruckers once. I was in college. They asked me what my name was. And then all of a sudden over the intercom, you hear over the microphone, order for Liu? 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 L-E-W. And I went up to the front and on the receipt, L-E-W. And the way that she pronounced it made it make way more sense. (laughs) I never get it. Where can they find you? Uh, Chantel.Dayton. Awesome. Yep. Chantel, not Chantel. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you can also find all of our events and mm-hmm. things of that nature. More of what we do on dropgym.com. Yep. On the internets. We yes. do have a Facebook. Yeah, we do. I don't know. Apparently it was just Drop hacked. By yeah, the it way. was just hacked. There did was some stuff on Simon, Simon. Simon Cowell. Yeah, did something. Like, Who knows? Died, but he didn't really. Oh. He died, but he didn't really. Okay. But did he? Did he not? You must click here to find out. Camp oh, 17 says. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Right. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Simon <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Have a great day. We will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.